Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I believe that the teaching will be very encouraging to you. How many people want to keep going up? How many people want to go down? You want to go up? You want to go up only? How many people want God to show favor to you? Wow. Today, I would like to talk about a man in the Bible who was going up, not going down, and also who received the favor from the Lord. I love this story. In the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 8, the Bible says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I hope I can change that name, Noah, to you and me. But pass aloud, find favor in the eyes of the Lord in the 21st century. But Tim, but David, but J.R. finds the favor of the Lord and he goes up all the time. My brother and sister, we're going to look at Noah's life. In that generation, when Noah was living, the people in the world, except his family, were living wildly. They were worshipping idols, and they partying and, and committed adultery. And God was very upset with them to the point that God said, I'm going to wipe out people in this world. Let me read the story from Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. And we have some picture to show too. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wife for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Before that, people live longer than that. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, they bore children to them, and and those were the mighty men who were of old. Men of renown. You may wonder what are the sons of God here. There are controversy in who are the sons of God. And I don't know either because I was not there. But most people believe that the sons of God here are the fallen angels that came into the world and have sexual relationship with women in that generation. But some people believe another way. So I don't care. We were not there. Verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of their thoughts, of his heart, was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both Man and beast, 
creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made him. You can see here that at that generation, the people in the world were sinning against God. They were rebelling against God. And God was very grieved by their decision and their behavior. Mankind was created to have the free will. You have the freedom of choice. I hope that you choose to be like Noah, not to be like the people in that generation who chose to rebel against God. And when we rebel against God, when we sin against God, when we worship idols, we love money more than God, God is grief. And that's why these people got into trouble. But one man in that generation, let me read verse 8 one more time. Genesis 6, 8. But, everyone say but. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The whole world got into trouble. The whole world going to die because of the flood. But one man, his wife, his children, and his daughters-in-law were saved. I like the story of Noah because I like to be that kind of godly man. That my wife, my kids, my grandkids are saved and blessed and going up with me. Not going down into the water, but going up into the boat. Everyone say, going up. We want to go up. All the husbands in this room, all the men in this room, make sure you choose God first. Make sure you love God more than anything else. Because the future of your family depends on you. How you behave, your decision, how you walk with God is so important. The head of the household. Amen. So, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The question is, why did Noah find favor in the eyes of the Lord? Because of a few reasons that we're going to look in the Bible together. In verse 9, now the Bible tells us why Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. You know that our God is a family man. He cares about family. That's why when the Bible talks about God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of generations. So we need to care about our family, care about our children. Noah and his family, Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth in that generation. Blameless. And he walked in close fellowship with God. We learn three things from Noah's life here. Number one, he was a righteous man. Number two, he was a blameless person. Number three, he walked in close fellowship with God. After this sermon, I pray that you will have these three qualities in your life. You make a decision. Number one, you're going to be a righteous person. What does it mean to be a righteous person? When the Bible talks about righteousness, we talk about two things here. Positionally and practically. Some people say, I look like Vietnamese. Some people say, I look like Chinese. Some people say, I look like Japanese. So, I mean, a lot of people watch my YouTube and they say, this Japanese guy, they thought that I'm Japanese. 
I look Japanese, I look Chinese, but I am American. By position, I am American. I have American passport. But by blood, I'm a Thai Chinese. But I have a new position after I moved to America to be an American citizen. The same thing. Before we became Christian, we were sinners. But after we received Jesus Christ into our heart, we repent of our sin. Our sin were put onto the body of Jesus at the cross. And he offered us the righteousness of God. There was an exchange at the cross. He took our sin and he offered us the righteousness. So after we received Jesus into our heart, we have a new position now. We become the saint. We are the righteous of God. We are wearing the cloth of righteousness of God. Therefore, I never look at my church members as sinners anymore. I look at you as the saints, the righteous people. So by position, you are righteous because of your faith, because of what Jesus did for you. So the first thing you need to do is to make sure you are really born again. You really have relationship with Jesus. You really believe that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. And you treat him as your Lord and your Savior. And you have relationship with him. You repent of your sin. That is a truly born again Christian. And you become righteous. But on a practical way, a righteous person walks by faith. Faith without deeds is dead. So when I become a Christian, I believe in Jesus 40 years ago, I came from Buddhism and turned into a Christian. Once I believe in Jesus that he is my Lord and my Savior, in the practical way to walk righteous life, I obey him. Faith without obedience is not true faith. Because you say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. You know the Lord means, the word Lord. It comes from the Greek language, kurios, which means the owner of my life. He is the king of my life. He is the Lord of my life. So when the Lord say to me, turn right, I turn right. When the Lord say this, I say, yes, I do it. So I treat the Lord as my Lord and I obey him. So that is righteousness in the practical way. That you obey the Lord each day. Whatever he say to you, you say, yes, Lord, I do it. It's not my will, but your will be done in my life. Righteousness, if you walk this way, you're going to find favor in the eyes of the Lord like Noah. Number one, faith in Jesus. Number two, treat Jesus as your Lord. Whatever he said to you, yes, Lord, I'll do it. The Bible said the only blameless person living on earth. Does this sentence mean that he never make mistake? I believe Noah makes a mistake. He is a human being like you and me. I make mistake too. But what it means to me is this. We all make mistakes. We all miss God sometimes. But we become a blameless person in the eyes of the Lord because, not human eyes, but in the eyes of the Lord, because when we know that we do wrong, we turn around right away. We try to do everything to please God. We want to obey God. We want to do the right thing before the eyes of the Lord. Sometimes people come to me and say, Pastor, you need to change the way you run the church by using the worldly way. And I say, no way, Jose. I'm going to build this church on the 
biblical foundation. I'm not gonna use human way, Thai way, American way, Chinese way. I don't care. I want to follow the Bible because I want to be blameless in the eyes of God. I want to study the Bible. I want to know exactly what the Bible say. Sometimes I make mistake for a while because I did not know. You remember two Sundays ago I talk about walking in the light. We walk in the light. What does it mean? It means is that when we know what God say, we step into it and do it. We walk in the light. But the sin that we commit and we don't know about it because we don't know the whole Bible, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from those sin. But when we know what is the right thing in the Bible, yes, Lord, I obey you. That is a blameless person. If you know that you cheat taxes. You say, "Hey God, I'm sorry. In the past, I was crooked. Now I repent. I'm not going to cheat taxes anymore." You need to walk blamelessly before God and before men. Number two, how many people want the favor from God? We're so quiet today. Hmm. I don't give you today hors d'oeuvre. I give you steak. Very heavy sermon. Blameless person living on the earth at that time. I hope that when God looked down from heaven into Seattle area, He see all of you. Wow, he's blameless. She is blameless. Oh, wow! I'm proud of him. He keep his right heart right. When he have bad attitude, he repent right away and say, "God, I'm sorry. I have bad attitude here. I touch my pastor. I touch that person. I have a bad attitude. Please forgive me. I repent of my sin right now." That is a blameless person who repent quickly. And ask God to forgive his or her sin quickly. Number three, he walked in close fellowship with God. Number one, righteous person. Number two, being blameless. Number three, walk closely to God. I believe that if Noah live in this generation now, that generation they don't have church. If he live in this generation, I believe he will read the Bible on a regular basis. He want to know what God say. He want to talk to God. He spend devotion time. He pray. He spend time with God every day. Before he does something, he will ask God, "Is this the right thing to do? Should I do this? Or I should not do that. I, I'm, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to be my master. I want to be led by you. I don't want to do my own things." He has close fellowship with God. He spend time with God. He will never miss church unless there's an emergency situation. He is committed, faithful, available, teachable. When God says something, yes, I obey you. He will go to care group. He will get involved. He will serve. He will pull his sleeve up and say, "God, you give me the gift of music. I'm gonna play music in the church for you." Because I have close fellowship with you, I obey you, I walk with you, I live for you. Lifestyle of fellowshipping with the Lord. How many people want God's favor? Yes. <laughs> wow, I like that. <laughs> How many people want to go up? Yes. This is three keys: being righteous, blameless, and walking in the fellowship with the Lord. What happened? After God was very upset with human being in that generation, in Genesis chapter seven, verses seven to thirteen, and Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wife entered the ark 
to escape the waters of the flood. I have so many pictures to show that Noah was building the ark and he told the people in that generation and they laughed at him. Are you crazy? Building the 540 feet long structure on land, not even close to the ocean. And I believe he spent many years building and people came to look at him and say, Noah, you crazy. You spend money and time to build that boat. Are you crazy? You spend money. I think you are too religious. Nowadays, may, people may laugh at you. You crazy, you go to church camp instead of making money that weekend. You crazy, you go to church. I believe that when God told Noah to build the ark, the first reaction he had was, what? Flood? God, are you kidding me? The flood on this whole earth? This is impossible. You told me to build that big boat? Wow, that can spend a lot of time on my life. I need to watch some TV and football game. I don't have time to build a boat like this. And I need to spend some money too. Wow, God, are you kidding me? But you notice the fourth characteristic of Noah. Noah obeyed the Lord. Noah did what God told him to do even though it seemed unreasonable to the eyes of man. Like Abraham, when God told Abraham to give Isaac as an offering to kill Isaac, basically. Abraham obeyed God right away. He did not even argue or say, I pray about it. Next morning, he got on the journey to the mountain. My brother and sister, the key to receive the favor from God is to obey God, even though you don't understand. Noah did not understand at that time what's going to happen. He did it by faith. He stepped out by faith to do it. And God looked from heaven, wow, this man, he really obeyed me. He really had faith in me. What I say, even though it seems unreasonable, he still do it. Should we become that kind of Christian? We're going to obey the voice of our Lord. We're going to do what is right in his eyes, even though it seems stupid in the eyes of people. We do it. Verse 8, pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, Noah was 600 years old at that time. He was not young anymore. On the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth and the floodgates of the heavens were opened. The water came out from under the ground and the water came from sky. And rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On that very day, Noah and his son, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wife of his three sons, entered the ark. You notice something here. 
the Bible did not say Noah entered the ark. Our God is the God of household salvation. The Bible talks about Noah, his wife, his three sons, and his son's wives. All the whole family. We should have the same mindset as Noah. One day I was driving the car to the hospital, listening to the sermon in the car. And suddenly God spoke to me. Son, even though you are pastor and you preach the gospel to a lot of nations, but your first priority is to make sure your three children, Tanida, Joy, and Paul, are saved. You need to make sure they go to heaven with you. I don't talk about heaven a lot. I don't talk about hell a lot. But hell is serious. I don't want to see my children go to hell. I want my children to go to heaven. So I would do everything as a father, as good example, as a man of integrity. I'm not going to be a goofy man, a hypocrite. I say one thing and I do another thing behind the scene at home and my kids look at me and say, hey, Christianity is bad. You're so hypocrite. And they walk away from church, walk away from God. I want to make sure my wife and my children will be saved and will be in heaven with me. So please take this seriously. You notice that lately I pray a lot for the children in this church. You notice that? You notice that I pray for young adult and teenager in the church a lot. You know, because I have the same heart as the father. I care for the next generation. God the father care for the next generation. That's why he commanded Noah to take his wife, his son, and his daughters-in-law up into the ark. We should have a household mentality of I want to make sure my whole household is safe. You do everything you can. You pray for them. You lay hand on them. You bless them. You show good example to them that no one in your household is going to go to hell. I say strongly, go to hell. I just want to wake you up. This is serious. We are living in the world that's so full of the material things and we just care about nice house, nice car, good money in business and we forget about next life. We forget that we're all going to die one day and one day we're going to either go down or go up. How many want, people want to go up? Oh, good. Thank God. You want to go up. You don't want to go down. Okay. <laughs> go down the flood or go down to hell. I don't want my children and my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to go down to hell. I want them to go up with me, to heaven with me. Amen? So the flood came eventually. The flood came into the world. The whole world, everyone died except the family of Noah. Look at Genesis 8, 13 to 22. Noah was now 601 years old. And the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began, the flood happened. The rain came about 40 days, but before the Water all dried up, take about ten and a half months. And the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back 
the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, you notice that Noah has close fellowship with God. He listened to God. If God did not tell him to get out of the boat, he did not get out. He listened to God. Please listen to the sermon series called Spirit Let Living. We should be led by the Holy Spirit. We should listen to God on a daily basis, what to do. Leave all the boat, all of you, you and your wife, your son and their wife. Again, everyone say you, you. your wife, wife. your sons, and their wife. Again, God repeat, God instead of saying Noah and your family, your household, no. He repeat, Noah, wife, sons, and daughter-in-law. The Bible spend the space in there to put all this name in to remind us that household salvation is so important. Amen? Okay, let's continue to read here. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. This is the same thing that God spoke to Adam and Eve. You fill the earth, multiply it and fill the earth. We can fill the earth with our natural children and fill the earth with spiritual children. And more people will come to know Jesus and they will become children of Abraham too. So Noah, his wife, and his son, again, <laughs> repeat. Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wife left the boat. The Bible repeat again and again. Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wife. Our God cares for our family members. He wants to save the whole family. And all the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. Then Noah, I want to emphasize this one, verse 20. Then Noah, looking for a land to build a nice house, looking for a job, buying a nice TV, went to Costco right away to buy some couch and some nice big TV. Did he do that? Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He was a thankful man. He was a generous man. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. Noah was a righteous man. He has faith. He walked in obedience. Noah was a blameless man. He repented quickly. He shaped his life quickly. If something wrong, he says, sorry, God, I'm going to change. Three, he has close fellowship with God. Four, he was a man of faith. He believed and obeyed God even though it seemed unreasonable. Five, he's a thankful and generous man. The first thing that he did after he came out from the boat was building the altar and gave the best animal as a sacrifice to God. My brother and sister, today, we live our life as a sacrifice. We give our body as living sacrifice. 
We don't have to kill animals like his time anymore. We are the sacrifices. This morning, when I was driving to church with Pastor Da, I say I'm not kidding. I'm saying it. Da, I don't know why I have to be senior pastor here. Ah, it would be nice, easier to be just a member sitting there. Don't have to prepare sermon. Don't have to work this hard. Next week, every day, the schedule a full every single day. So hard. But I want to be a living sacrifice. I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to sacrifice for God. To do whatever God say. I'm willing to give tithes and offering. I'm willing to use my home before we bought any home. We pray, God, find us a good home so that we can use for the church. And thank God, right now we have extra room to do the video recording. We have a studio at my house, and I don't even send bill to the church to charge for electricity and all the uh, internet bill. All this I paid. Why? Because I want to sacrifice for God. And when we sacrifice to God, God say, "Wow, you love me so much. You're willing to give to me your house, your time, your life. I give you favor. I want to bless you. I'm gonna save your whole family. I will do everything." To meet your need, and look at the response of God in verse 21. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice, and said to himself, "The aroma." <sighs> This morning, when you walk out to give offering to God, I pray and believe that God will. Ah, <sighs> so good. He did not look at you. You are a millionaire. But you give me ten bucks. <laughs> You're so stingy to God. You never care about my kingdom. I'm not talking about this to get money from you. It's about your attitude. Are you really giving to God out of appreciation, thankfulness? You love God more than money or not? Aroma of the sacrifice and say to himself. I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. One man who loved God so much and gave sacrifice to God changed. The humanity history. I believe part of it that so many Thai people nowadays believe in God and give their life to God. Thousands of Thai people. I hope that one day Thailand will become a Christian country, like America. I believe because one of the reason Pastor Da and I, who came from Thailand, we gave offering to God, and God smelled a good aroma and say. Because you were born in Thailand, I'm going to show grace to Thai people to save them. So now a lot of miracles happen in Thailand. Demon come out from people, healing, miracles, and a lot of revival happen because somebody did like Noah did. We live for God, and then our family, our children, our friend around us will be saved. People around us will receive the domino effect of the blessing. Because we love God, Amen. You want to be like Abraham, the blessing to the nations. You want to bless people. How? Start from your life that you love God, you are righteous, you're blameless, 
you have fellowship with God, you obey God, have faith in God, and you love God so much that you're willing to give your life as a living sacrifice. Today, we thank God that Jesus did that for us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourself. It is the gift of God. In Noah's time, he built the ark. Today, we build the church. We preach Jesus. We tell people about how Jesus loved them, what Jesus did for them. And when they believe in Jesus, they are saved. They're saved from death, eternal death. They're saved from marriage death. They're saved from financial death. They're saved from sickness and disease, from the curses, from shame, from rejection. They're saved by Jesus Christ nowadays. What we need to do is to preach Jesus and be representative of Jesus. When people look at our life, they see Jesus in us and they say, I want to know your God. Can I follow you to the care group? Can I follow you to the church? I want to know Jesus because you're so good. You're so kind. You're so generous. You're so merciful. You're so honest and full of integrity. You are such a good worker in my company. You're such a good boss. You're you're a good real estate agent. You never lie to the customer. You're just honest. I want to know your God too. You don't build the ark like in the past, like Noah, but you build the church of Jesus Christ. You represent Jesus Christ and you want to bring more people to Jesus Christ because he is the savior. Amen? When Noah was building 450 feet long boat, the ark, he did not know what's going to happen in the future. He did it by faith. The same thing. You may start, oh, by the way, I want to talk to the University of Washington student, I forgot. If you are a University of Washington student, I want to meet you next Sunday after church. I want to restore the care group there. I want to see students at University of Washington come to know Jesus Christ. The Lord spoke to me. Save a lot of young people. Young people need God. Please help me to preach the gospel at the university. And God told me, change the strategy. Not just some care group talking about this and that and politics. Over there, we're going to lay hands. We're going to bring the file of God to the University of Washington. All the young people need to meet the Holy Spirit so that they will not be carnal Christians. They will be spiritual Christians. They need to be on fire for God. So please, I want to meet all of you, University of Washington students, next Sunday. Today may be too early to rush. Next Sunday, I'd like to meet all of you and talk about it. And I will also ask for young people to help me too, to help me to have the care group at University of Washington. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, things seem impossible sometimes, but for God, 
all things are possible. I want to make a conclusion. Number one, make sure you keep your faith in Jesus and you make sure you are really born again Christian. You repent of your sin. Two, that is righteousness. And you walk in righteousness before the eyes of God. Two, make sure you are blameless. You check your heart every day. You wake up in the morning, you examine your attitude, your motive, your lifestyle, making sure that if something wrong, you repent right away. Don't keep walking in sin. Don't give excuses. Blameless. Amen? Amen. Yes, you're saved by faith through grace, but to obtain favor of God and to see miracles of God in your life, you need to walk blamelessly. Three, you need to have close fellowship with God. Make sure you read the Bible every day, you pray every day, you go to church, you serve God, you do everything to have close fellowship with the Lord. Go to care group, get involved, talk to God every day. Four, whatever God tells you to do, step out by faith. Don't be rebellious. Obey God. Five, you are thankful and generous to the Lord. And if you can do this, Let me read the promise of God in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. If you fully obey the Lord your God, I want to tell you, my heart, I don't need to do this at all. I can retire, enjoy life. Actually, I'm past that thing that we we discuss. If we don't have this church and we don't have our children here, we, we may get our children there too. If we don't have this church, we will move to Hawaii. I love Hawaii. And I will take all of my children to Hawaii and grandchildren too. Mainly you have to go to Hawaii too. (laughs) I believe Zach can find a job over there at the hospital there. But I stay because I want to obey the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all this blessing if you obey, if you obey the Lord your God. This is about the blessing. It's about the favor, about going up. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your dogs will be blessed too. Your fruit baskets and bread boards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing. Guarantee, I like that word, guarantee. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would do. Then all the nations, all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. I never forget one day in the Laos area, all the nurses and doctors look at me at Harborview Hospital. And they say that this is a Thai guy from Thailand. 
but now he is the boss of every American doctor. And one lady, one nurse say, he is a pastor. He's a Christian. And everyone say, oh, God bless Christian doctor. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestor to give you. Blessing you with many children. Numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time for his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Praise God. You can pay off your debt. No debt. If you listen to commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today and you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. Today you may not have an idol like Buddhist people, but you have money as your idol. You love money more than God. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, the Lord will bless you. What are the commandments of the Lord? The whole Bible can conclude into two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And love your neighbors as yourself. From now on, every action, every motive, every word you do, you say, you ask yourself, I do this, I say this, I think about this. Those things that I do and say come from the love that I have for God and the love I have for people or not. We are walking by the Spirit now. We are not walking by the law. The Holy Spirit will help us to walk in the love of God. You ask yourself, on Saturday morning, we learned about Jesus Christ in a young adult care group. And I share that you know, Jesus sacrificed his life for me. That's why I love him so much. And I want to thank God that I noticed that I have many people in this church that love me and pastor that. They love me. They sacrificed. They're so committed. They're so faithful. No matter up or down. Sometimes the church is shaken by the devil. We are down time. They're still there with me. And when we up time, we laugh together. Last two years, it was a down time. Pretty bad with COVID. So many people left the church. And they say, yeah, we're going to find our own way now. But a group of people, faithful, committed, hang in there. And I noticed they are moved by the love for God and the love for me, their pastor. And I believe those people shall find favor from God. They will be blessed because they are moved by love. They love God and they love people. My brothers and sisters, your character is more important than your head knowledge in the Bible. You can go to Bible school. You can have all the head knowledge here. But your character is not full of love you will not get any favor from God. We need to make sure we have the right character, like Noah. Righteous, blameless, love God, fellowship with God, obey God, have faith in God, 
and you're generous and thankful to the Lord. Second Corinthians, last one, and I will finish. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing. Everyone say favor. favor. Do you want favor? Yes. Oh, I want favor. Earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, everyone say always, always. not just someday, always, all the time, and under all circumstances, and whatever the need be self-sufficient, you have self-sufficient, you don't need to beg anybody, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. God will bless you when you obey him. Noah has the life that you can see in 2 Corinthians 9.8. Because of his obedience, he has all more than enough. He can even have leftover animal to give offering to God. He can be the blessing to his wife and children and his daughters-in-law. And after that, the humanity got blessed. Do you know that you are children of Noah? Because Noah was the only guy who left there. The rest all died. I am a child of Noah too. <laughs> because of Noah, today we are blessed. We are in the world today. I believe if you make decision to be this kind of man, everyone say, this kind of man, this kind of person, God going to lift you up higher. God will bless you. God will show you his favor. You're going to be a blessing to the nations. People that come around you will be blessed because the blessing of God is on you. Amen? Amen. You want to be like that? Yes. I want to be like Noah in this generation. Thank God I don't need to build a boat. I'm not a constructor guy. I cannot build a boat. But I can build a church. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for showing us the life example of Noah, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us by your grace that we can be like Noah in this generation. Help us to be righteous by faith and in obedience. We want to be blameless people. We don't want to cheat anybody, lie to anybody. We don't want to gossip hurt anybody when people look at us Lord they will see that we are blameless in our words our attitudes and action we are pure we have the clean hand and pure heart Lord we are people of integrity and Lord help us to have close fellowship with you and we obey you when you tell us to do something even though it seems unreasonable, even though we feel in our flesh that I don't want to carry this cross, I don't want to do this, but we can do like Jesus. We're going to deny ourselves, carry the cross, and obey you, Lord. Lord, help us to be generous to you. We will not be stingy to you, Lord. We will worship you, praise you like no other, Lord. 
We're going to thank you, Lord, every day when we wake up. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for Jesus who died for me. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Thank you, Lord, for bringing many of us to America and have a job here. Thank you, Lord, that we are still alive today. Thank you, Lord. I give my life, my body as a living sacrifice to you, Lord, to serve you. Thank you, Lord, and we believe as we live for you. We do like Noah. We will find favor in your eyes, Lord. We will go up higher and higher. We will not go down. We don't want to be sinful like those people in knows our time, Lord. We want to be blameless. Thank you, Lord. May this teaching be imprinted into their spirit. And from now on, there will be this kind of people, Lord. No ours, Lord. Blamelessness, righteousness. Lord, help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you're not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb in heaven, you say, God, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I need your forgiveness. Pray with me right now. You may even be growing up in a Christian home. Your dad and your mom may be leader in the church. But salvation is your personal thing. You pray to God right now. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me, Lord, of my sin. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are the living God. You are my Lord and my Savior. I receive salvation from you, Lord. My sins are forgiven. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now to be my Lord. I will serve you. Help me, Lord, to know you more each day. Help me, Lord, to love you more each day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who say that I will practice what I learned from Noah today? Are you sure? Are you sure? Can we pray a prayer of commitment together? Why don't we stand up and pray the prayer of commitment? Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I commit my life to you. I learned good lesson from Noah's life. By your grace, Lord, I can do it. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. I want to be blameless. I want to have close fellowship with you. 
I will obey you. I am thankful to you, Lord, and generous to you. Thank you, Lord. I believe and declare the blessing of Abraham will overtake me. I will rise higher, go higher, and I will be the blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's sing a song together. Yes. Did the Lord speak to you? Thank you, Jesus. You were the of it all. You were the of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Help us, Lord, 
to build your church, to have the community of love and blessing, community of victory. Lord, use us to be the part of the bride of Christ in this generation. Lord, we want to get ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be bold in preaching the gospel and telling. People, how much you love them. Show your goodness to us, Lord. Show your goodness to our family members, so that they can repent and they come back to you, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.